Blog Talk Radio. who also love to travel. God, I love that music. My name is Lisa Iannucci, and not only am I the founder and host of this podcast, I'm also the author of On Location, the film and TV lover's travel guide, my latest book that will be released in March by Glow Pico Press. I'm also a regular contributor to TravelPulse.com, where you can find articles of mine on film and TV travel. I want to give a shout-out today to our real travel sponsor for this podcast, Casey Sager of CS Travel Planners, a travel agency in Bismarck, North Dakota. CS Travel Planners was created to help busy families, professionals, and romantics like myself realize their travel dreams. They're passionate about luxury and family travel, and they deliver the precision that's necessary for plans to go smoothly, and who doesn't want their vacation plans to go smoothly? So call them today at 701-751-7060 or visit them at cstravelplanners.com. They also have a Facebook page, and you can find them at CS Travel Planners. So it's 2018 now, and what I love about a new year is a new planner. And as I tell everybody, hello, my name is Lisa Iannucci, and I have a planner problem. No joke. I love planners. I love calendars. I'm constantly buying them. It's a bad habit. But buying means planning, and that means I get to plan a new trip. And this year so far, I'm planning to head out to Ohio, where I'm going to see movie sites and tours related to some of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption and The Christmas Story. I'm also planning on visiting Clark Gable's house. And if you're a fan of MASH, which I am and it's constantly on in my house, You'll know what Tony Pacos is, and we're going to go there. And, of course, we're going to go see a Toledo Mud Hens game. And this is only one of several trips I have planned this year. I'll keep you posted on how it goes. Let me know what your plans are this year. You can send me a tweet at Virgin Traveler and tell me what you have going on this year. And you might want to plan some of those trips around the anniversaries of several movies and television shows this year. I recently wrote about this for Travel Pulse. Some of the movies celebrating anniversaries this year are Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Uh Uh-oh, I said it three times. Sex in the City and Twilight. Also celebrating an anniversary this year, their 10th anniversary is Breaking Bad. I can't believe it was 10 years ago that that show started, and it went on for five years. It became one of the most popular television shows in quite some time. When you hear this next clip, you'll find out how much of a fan I am. It starred Brian Cranston as Walter White, a chemistry teacher with lung cancer, and he turns to manufacturing crystal meth to support his family. The show won 16 Primetime Emmy Awards, including winning for Outstanding Drama Series in 2013 and 2014, and it had a whopping 58 nominations. Today on the show, I welcome Frank and Jackie Sandoval from the Breaking Bad RV Tours in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
And if you're a fan of this show, like I said I am, you will not want to miss this interview. So don't click off this podcast. When the podcast interview, when the interview with them is over, stay tuned to hear from professional wrestler Chris Jericho, who you might also know as the front man for the heavy metal band Fozzy, who shares what he's enjoyed seeing on the road as well in regards to his favorite music and his favorite films. Uh, okay, so let's get to this Breaking Bad interview. Enjoy, everyone. Okay, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and it's written in my book that Breaking Bad is one of the best television shows I have watched in decades. When I tell you the writing, the acting, just everything, I, I can't go on and on enough about this show. And it, I was obsessed. And I can't wait to talk to Frank and Jackie Sandoval about their Breaking Bad RV tours because as a fan, I'm going to tell you, I, I have not, and I'm being honest, I have not had a chance to go on this tour yet, but I'm telling you, it's like one of the top things that I need to do as a Breaking Bad fan, and I can't wait to get out there because they're going to take me on a tour. So Frank and Jackie Sandoval, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for thank having you. us on. Yes, thank you for having us. So I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you my Breaking Bad story, and then I want you guys to tell me your Breaking Bad story and how you got involved in this. Um, my son was obsessed with the show, and I wouldn't watch it. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know what possessed me. I guess I didn't want to get into something else that I was going to have to get caught up in. There were so many episodes that had come out at that point. And I was like, I don't have time for another show. He's like, Mom, get down and watch one episode with me, maybe two. He goes, you're going to get hooked. Okay, my son does not lie. I watched the first episode. I was like, all right, this is good. Let me see where it's going to go. And I think in a matter of three weeks, I binged the entire thing. I mean, my family was like, Mom, are you ever going to come out of your room? Stop watching Breaking Bad. Mom, we got things to do. I couldn't stop. It's so good. But how did you guys, like, get to the point where you either watched the show, got involved in this? Tell me all about it. Okay, well, we first started out, uh, we were background um, and extra actors on Breaking Bad. So that's how we got tied in with the show. Minor roles, but uh, we got to work with the entire crew, you know, meet Brian Cranston, meet, meet Aaron Paul, and uh, Jackie also came out on an episode, Madrigal. And um, that's kind of our how we got tied in with the show. Yeah, no. Now keep in mind we didn't we hadn't watched it up to that point because we we as actors make it a point not to watch anything that we're working on until long after, and we didn't watch it until I would say probably what about six months after up until season five, and uh, then we got hooked. I mean we're like oh my god this is good. Yeah, at first <laughs> I honestly didn't want to watch it um, just because. To me, oh, it's a drug show. That was my first thought. And then I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do this, you know, get into this. And then uh, we started binge watching, as a matter of fact. Now, they called me to get on set because somebody didn't show up. And they're like, I need you here 30 minutes before. Well, you know, I'm like, well, I'll get there as soon as I can. And I flew over there. And I was in uh, Magical, which is actually um, season five, episode two. Frank was also in uh, the same uh, season five, episode two, and he was a DEA agent, which is a reoccurring role. And I, I, we just were so excited just to be on the show. 
And then after that, yeah, we just started binge watching together, and we were hooked. I mean, hook, line, and sinker, we were in. Yep. It really got us. I'm telling you, it's like, and you're going to laugh at this, it's like crack. It's like meth. It's it, like, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a drug in itself, for sure. And, and growing what? up in Albuquerque, um, the other things that we noticed, I mean, we're kind of like, oh, my God, there's the doghouse. Oh, my God, there's the DEA building. And, and just growing up here uh, in New Mexico, not only seeing all the locations, but also being extremely familiar with them. Yeah, and, I mean, I grew up right down the street from the car wash, you know, having a one day. Uh, I never thought that that would be such an iconic location. How do you go from being actors to running the Breaking Bad RV tour, and why? I'll, I'll tell you what, it was a joke in the beginning. Um, you know, we, we were able to work on another show called In Plain Sight, and then we moved on to The Messengers, The Night Shift, et cetera. And uh, as an actor, as a starving actor, you got to have a job, you got to do things. And uh, I was joking with uh, with a good friend of mine who worked as uh, worked on set, and he was uh, he was with the local uh, film crew. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, we need to do some kind of tour because I had a friend coming in that weekend from Florida named John, and it was his birthday. And um, prior to working on Breaking Bad, I w- worked for a big corporation and. Um, and uh, we had a convention here, and he was coming into town. And I said, "Well, I got to do something special for him because he kind of introduced me to Breaking Bad." And uh, my friend came in, and we took him on the best tour in my car ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my, my friend, who was uh, one of the set decorators, got a couple tchotchkes, some swag from the set, from and and gave it to him. And I didn't know where the locations were, so I had to rely on him because he was more familiar with Breaking Bad than I was. And uh, my friend John said, you guys should start a tour and maybe get an old RV and put some seats in it. And uh, that's kind of where the concept, the idea came up. And we said, hey, and my friend uh, said that uh, he, he said, no one's going to want to ride in an old RV. And so I bet him a beer, literally a beer. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Jackie found a 1986 Fleetwood Bounder in Arizona. She said this is exactly like the one on the show. And um, and then I'll let her tell you about how she found it. It was kind of weird because we were thinking about it, but it was just a concept. Yeah, actually, I found it from a little elderly couple who are in their 80s. And we told them what we were going to use it for. And it was in Glendale, Arizona that we actually found it. Um, I mean, the sweetest little elderly couple ever and they just couldn't drive it anymore and uh, they had no idea about the show so they don't even know really what it was going to be used for (laughs) all we told them is I can guarantee we're not going to crush it you know because on the show they obviously (laughs) crushed one Um, but how we also got started is because both of us were laid off from uh, multi-million dollar companies and we were doing acting on the side And then uh, that's when Frank came up with this idea. Oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be awesome? You know, him and his buddies were sitting there doing that bet. It would be awesome if we could tour people around in Albuquerque to the film locations in the RV. So he actually did try to first get the uh, RV that they had left from the studio. 
But uh, obviously that's not available. That's going to be going to the Smithsonian, by the way, in January. Um, Oh. Yeah, it's at Cover City, California, Backlot Studio, uh, Sony Studios Backlot Tour. So if anybody wants to see that, they need to go see that pretty soon here before it goes to the Smithsonian in January. Well, rumor has it it's leaving in January, but we're not sure exactly when it's going to go. Or they may just use it for Better Call Saul. Who knows? Right. Well, let me ask you, you have all of these people that come to take these tours with you. Uh, Tell me some of the stories of of some of the people that you've met through this. I mean, how crazy about Breaking Bad are they? And, and, you know, tell me a little bit about what you've experienced with them. Um, You know, I I thought I was losing it when I bought the RV and we gutted it and, you know, we we made it look exactly like the one on the show. but then I started to to experience the fan and the fandom, and um, we've had people show up in hazmat suits, whitey tighties. Um, I mean, there was this one, and, and this is still kind of our most crazy fan that uh, actually showed up. Uh, we had um, we had a, a group of people that all showed up in hazmat suits, and they were from China, and uh, you know. Every time we, every time we take off on a tour, uh, it's almost like we're waiting to see what, what we haven't seen before, and so we had a group from China that uh, were here local that came in to visit, and they were all dressed up in Breaking Bad hazmat suits, and uh, I mean they just were nuts about the show, and I you know I say you know how people go crazy over Star Wars, um, I yep. would say Breaking Bad has its own following. And um, something that I've noticed, and, and we ran a demographic since we've been doing it a couple of years now, we noticed them, that the majority of people that take the tours are, are chemists, scientists, law enforcement. I mean, it's a totally diff- different demographic than what we thought it would be. We thought it would just be party animals and stuff, and it's not. Very, uh, I would say that it would. It's a, it's a very higher higher end group than I thought would ride the tours. And these are people that once on the tour and, and we have, we we have a funny thing that we say, you know, that this is Disneyland for adults and it literally is. Um, I mean, if you, I'm not sure if you had a chance to review some of the videos on the website, but people just go nuts. I mean, they say yo B all the time and, and all that. I'm not going to say it here, say what they actually say, but these are grown adults. <laughs> business professionals that are uh, just so crazy about the show. And I think uh, Jackie had a fan that she wants to tell you about. (laughs) Yeah, actually, we pulled up to Walter White's house, you know, the real White House. And uh, there was actually a, (laughs) a group of people standing out there. And this girl literally turned around, started jumping up and down and screaming. And she goes, oh, my God, the RV. Alive. And she, our, when we she stopped, she yeah, was she was tears. literally in tears. Yeah. This made her whole entire day. So, like Frank said, it's like a Disneyland experience for adults. Um, I call it a Universal experience, like uh, Sony, Universal Studios Sony, yeah. or Sony <laughs> Studio experience. And she literally, once we stopped and parked, she jumped off the ground. She got up, started hugging and kissing the side of the RV. 
Then she got down on her knees and she started bowing down in front of it. And kissed the ground. Yeah, started kissing the ground. And these were just young college girls. Yeah, these are just young college girls. But I mean, that I think that was the craziest fan that that we've ever had. We even gave them. We gave her a T-shirt. We gave her some bags of blue, which is candy, by the way. I always tell people (laughs) you're gonna get high, but only a sugar high. This uh, middle-aged mom will not act. All right, maybe I will act a little crazy, but yeah, you will. Because we crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it's 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 amazing that that when you sit and think that you guys started this, uh, how long ago did you actually start the tours? How long ago was that? We started the tours in April of 2014. Um, That's when we got full licensing, DOT certification. We had to go through and just really rebuild the RV from the bottom up and just, I mean, it looks old and beat up, but it's got new engine, new transmission. In order to be able to carry passengers, we had to build up the suspension. And then it was a process getting approved. I mean, all the approvals and we had to change the logo because we we couldn't use the same BRBA. We use bromium and sulfate because it's copywritten. And um, so you know, uh, so we couldn't start, although we had the RV, we wanted to launch it after the finale. It took six months to get all the proper licensing and approvals. Mm-hmm. And is it is it still going strong? I mean, it just shows been off the air for, although it's in, re, you know, you could watch it. Um, it's not, there's no original episodes. You can go back and watch the, the episodes that were there. But there's nothing new. I mean, are you still finding that that business is growing and and there's still just as many people coming in? Oh, yes. We've had a surplus amount of people. In fact, we had to open, um, you know, we had to do two tours per week, actually, during, I mean, per day during Balloon Fiesta because it's just blown up, which is really big out here because it's, you know, one of the biggest Balloon Fiestas around the world. And, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, we have people begging, begging to literally get on. They're all, I'll even stand up. And I told them, I'm sorry, thank you first. You know, we don't have moles like a bus. You can't just stand up. So, uh, yeah, we've, yeah, we've been really increased. And it, it seems like uh, the further away we get from the show, the more popular it becomes. And I think uh, with Better Call Saul, um, that has really – re-sparked a lot of the interest and uh you know it's it hasn't reached the level that breaking bad does has but since they've introduced gus and a lot of the characters from breaking bad uh it just really has has re-sparked that interest and people travel uh we had we had people from australia uh last week that that flew in specifically to take this tour and uh you know trip advisor um We've landed up on one on top 100 things to do before you die list. Bucket list. Bucket list. Um, I mean, it's just it's amazing, and, and and the tour has a flow. It's not just that we're out there kind of free freelancing it. I mean, it's got an actual flow. It's it it's as good as this is just what people tell us uh, as taking a Universal or a Sony or a Disney tour. I mean, it, it's if everything is timed. We've got videos. It's it, it's interactive. We got screens all over the RV, and then also we do uh, trivia. And Jackie's the best at doing our trivia, and I'll let her talk to that. 
Yeah, we actually do trivia, so make sure that you brush up on uh, your Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul so that you know how to answer correctly because <laughs> there's lots of gifts and surprises that you can uh, win on tour with us. And Frank calls me the hostess with the mostest, so I, I usually pass out the trivia, and it's pretty exciting. We get it all hyped up. It's all visual and uh, audio. audio. I mean, we have the music from Breaking Bad that even plays in the background, so it's we make it really a lot of fun. It, it really does sound like, like a lot of fun, and, you know, like I said, as, as, as a fan um, of you know, either show, I mean, to to see this would just be fantastic. Now, we mentioned a couple of places that you're going to see on the tour. Give the listeners an idea, what what are some of the other places that they might see that that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, it's amazing. Um, We hit uh, 20-plus locations. We hit Chucky McGill's house uh, from Better Call Saul. Uh, We hit uh, Jesse Pinkman's house. Uh, We go to Tuco's headquarters where they blew up the top level we hit uh the park where badger gets busted um we go down to the rail yard we call it combos corner that's where he was killed by the kid on the bike um we also hit um a lot of other films and productions were done here we hit what we call the rail yard where avengers transformers terminator some of those shows a lot of people don't know they were actually filmed here parts of them and uh then we go down to los poyos hermanos and uh, we go inside. With, uh, the tour does include a lunch or a breakfast, depending on whether you're on the morning tour or the afternoon tour. And we actually go inside the original location where they filmed uh, the Los Pueblos Hermanos, not only for Breaking Bad, but Better Call Saul. Um, and we also go up to the Crossroads Motel, where our favorite prostitute lives. And uh, well, I don't call it a motel. I call it a hotel. <laughs> but sorry. that's where Wendy lives. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> and, uh, and then we go up to Jesse and Jane's apartment. You know where Jane died, and they get to sometimes mm-hmm. get out and get pictures, depending on the landlord there. Um, and then we cruise on up to the car wash, which is the A1 car wash. Um, Mr. Car Wash, who is, we want to thank them for letting us. Uh, and we do a guided tour. We take them inside. We go inside. We show them around. They got a nice tribute to Breaking Bad set up. And then we roll on over to Walter White's house, and we get down. We do pictures, and uh, and uh, you know we're one of the only tour companies that's allowed there. Uh, we know the owners very well. Uh, do not ever bring a pizza there because they will shoot you. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, they will throw rocks at you or something. Oh, um, gosh, they're putting up a fence. Yeah, they're, they're putting up a fence. They're actually putting up a fence around Walter White's house now because too many people have been throwing pizzas up there. Frank's had to already scrape <laughs> off, like, five pizzas the last yeah. couple months. Yeah. And the studio called him and said, hey, Frank, I know you're getting ready to go do your tour over there. Is there by chance you could climb up and get those pizzas down for Fran and Louis to be a – and so we did. Yeah, so I I actually carry um, a ladder uh, underneath the RV, and they're an elderly couple, so I don't want to see them get up on top. And I one time I got up there, and there were three, about five total pizzas on the opposite side where nobody had seen, and they were up there for some time. And so we try to try to keep an eye out for them when we're on a tour, and you know we chase off people if they're tr- we you know trying to steal rocks or light bulbs or whatever it is from the place we. It, it, you wouldn't think people would do that, but you get you get the few that try to do that, and 
It's it's kind of sad. And um, and then we we wrap up the tour by going inside the super lab, which is a, a real laundry the real laundry facility that they uh, they actually use during the show. Now during the filming of Better Call Saul, we don't go to any of those locations because we have an agreement with the producers because we don't want the RV to show up in a background shot or, um, or anything, uh, or, you know, uh, especially what's really important is we don't want any of the fans to accidentally see a scene that shouldn't be out there yet. So we totally stay clear of filming for better golf Saul, even though if there's a crossover or an overlap of an old breaking bad location, we stay clear and we, you know, we yeah. sign NDA so that, uh, so that uh, nothing gets leaked out. We're very, very, we work with the local film office and uh, make sure that nobody has seen something that they're not supposed to see. Nice. So let me ask you, I I know that prices can change and I know that, you know, details can change um, over time, but for right now, like what are, how much do you have to spend to get this tour? You know, it's uh, $75. Uh, You get a three hour tour 20 locations um we recommend that people book in advance at our website breakingbadrvtours.com uh because it's been extremely popular and i'll, I'll let jackie talk a little bit more about tickets and info and and because you uh you actually answer phones too oh yes and um <laughs> i mean it's, if you're military or you're yeah. you know you're a police officer or fire department with the fire department you actually do get a discount which would be ten dollars off so it'd be 65 dollars per ticket and um but you would have to contact us and just send us an email at breakingbadrvtours at gmail.com and you can let us know that um we'll and then we'll give you a discount yeah. code to put in uh, to get to ten dollars off, but yes, prices are seventy five dollars per ticket per person, and that even includes children. Um, we don't really recommend kids go on, but sometimes they do bring them. We have them sign a waiver uh, because you know this is Breaking Bad. It's still <laughs> we, we are we are family sensitive. So for those right. of us out there that yeah. that uh, do have kids, when when there are kids on board, we do we dumb it down. Uh, we do let the parents know, you know, we do play some clips from Breaking Bad, and, uh, you know, there there are some violent uh, stuff that we do show. But other than that, we do our best to dumb it down as much as we can. Right, Jackie? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, before I let you guys go, um, obviously you've been on the show and fans of the show. Tell me, both of you tell me, what do you think, and, and I brought it up at the beginning when I when I talked about what I felt was, was the best part of this. I mean, being a writer, I, I have to say that the writing on this show is every time I thought I knew where they were going, they twisted it. And it was, I would sit there with my mouth open going, ah, they did it to me again. <laughs> you know, it's, and to me, that was just brilliant. What do you guys see as, like, the best part of this show, if no, if somebody's tuning in and has never seen it before, why would why should they start to watch? Wow, I don't like you said the writers' room is just incredible. I mean, I, I was very impressed with the show. I I I was taken back as well. Um, they got me every time as well. I mean, Vince Gilligan is just brilliant anyway, 
and with and Peter Gold. I mean, and, and Peter Tom Gold, yes, Tom Schnault, even the locations. I mean, they even have it down to the science of the sound of Albuquerque, the true de- depiction. I mean, to the locust. I mean, everything. Um, it's just incredible. The blue skies. I I just I think everything, and not only that, but the actors. I mean, the actors that they brought in, Aaron Paul. Brian Cranston, Dean Norris, they are such great actors. Uh, we're just, you know, we're we're just thrilled to have been part of the show, um, even if it was think, just in the background. I think to really answer your question, uh, why Breaking Bad? Why would anybody want to sit down and watch Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad? It's like you said, um, it's going to get you at some point, and the twists and the turns that that it takes you, it, you it's not predictable. And that, that's the easiest way to explain it, that if you think it's going to go one way, it's going to take you a completely different way every single time. And, um, I mean, it's, it's extremely brilliant. And it's a true de- depiction of somebody who wants to do the right thing but yet has to make bad decisions and the consequences of those decisions. And I think that... That hits home for everybody. If I was in that situation, would I do what Walt did or would I do what Jimmy McGill does? Um, you know, I think we, we all have been to that that low place in our life and and never have broke bad, so to speak, but have thought about stuff, you know, and, and I don't care who you are. If you're a doctor, lawyer, whatever, I mean, it, when we're pushed into a corner, uh, you know, it's, Walt and, and Jimmy McGill are, are kind of heroes in the sense because they'll do the things that most of us won't do, and it shows the consequences of those actions. Yeah, and not only that, it's, it's, this is what I tell people. You've got to watch it. It's not what you think it is, especially Breaking Bad. Um, for me, you know, when I started watching it, at first I was like, oh, it's a drug show. No, I tell people nobody wins. This really shows the true depiction of what that lifestyle is what these people go through, what they're thinking. Um, and, and it really just causes you to think differently about people who are actually, you know, suffering through addiction in itself. And even with our tour, um, we give back to the community and we actually give part of our proceeds from the ticket sales goes to healthcare for the homeless, which helps people get off drugs, um, get them into detox. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's just, that's, that's important, you know, to help out the community in a way we can with that as well. That yeah. is fantastic to hear that. That's amazing. I mean, to yeah. know that you guys not only started a successful business off of a successful show, but you're also paying it forward. And I and I think that's magnificent. And I want to say, too, what you guys have said about the show, I agree with 110%. And I'm actually reading um, Brian Cranston's biography right now, which was A Life in Parts. And um, I'm going to recommend to any, oh, it's a fantastic book. And I'm going to recommend to anybody who wants to read it, watch the show first. It wasn't his only show, of course. He's been on many, many, many shows. But, um, you know, definitely watch Breaking Bad because there's a a scene where, you know, um, there's uh, the the death of um, Jesse's girlfriend and what that did physically and emotionally to Bryan Cranston, which he said never really happened to him before. Um, and, yeah. and that one scene transformed him and, you know, uh, just affected him so much. And that part of the book hooked me to continue reading. Um, 
So definitely check out the book as well. But you guys are amazing, and I cannot wait until I get out there to to see you and to take your tour. Um, and for everybody out there, you can check out the website again, which is breakingbadrvtours.com. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm driving around and I see an old RV, I'm always like, that's the one that looks like the one on Breaking Bad. So <laughs> I have to stop doing this. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. You guys are fantastic. And it's Frank and Jackie Sandoval. Thank you so much for coming on hey, Real Travels. Thank you I so really much. do appreciate thank it. Thank you. Ah, Breaking Bad. Just listening to that interview makes me want to watch the show all over again. And I do have to confess, when they were running it as a marathon a few weeks ago, around the holiday season, I started tuning in. I got pulled in again. I watched several hours of the episodes that were on, and I was like, oh, I I can easily watch all five seasons all over again. And I will definitely be out in um, in, – to see the Breaking Bad RV tours. And if you go to their website, um, you know, you should definitely take a trip out to Albuquerque to do this. Uh, So fun. Thanks. That was awesome. Thanks, Frank and Jackie. And now I want to turn my attention to my Celebrity Minute. Well, in this case, it's a few minutes because Chris Jericho, who's my guest for this week, really enjoyed talking about his love of the Beatles and his travels to where the Beatles have made their music and their movies. I recently had a chance to talk to Chris about his upcoming Chris Jericho cruise. Well, again, is also on TravelPulse.com. And if you don't know Chris, he's a professional wrestler. He's actually a legend. And as I mentioned earlier, the front man to Fozzie, a heavy metal band. He's also a best-selling author and now a host of a special on the Travel Channel called The Legend Of. And that's what my article is about. Chris and I had a chance to talk to, about that. And he talked to me about his love of the Beatles. And, of course, you know them from their music and for their movies, Yellow Submarine, A Hard Day's Night, Help, Magical Mystery Tour, and others. So Chris tells us a little bit about that. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. Um, uh, one of the cool things about traveling around the world multiple times is uh, being a huge Beatles fan. I've got a chance to see a lot of different places that are very Beatles, um, you know, Beatles friendly and the Beatles classic areas. I mean, from, I mean, the first one's probably Abbey Road. The album cover for Abbey Road, famous, everyone knows it's um, Beatles walking across the street. So I went there to Abbey Road, and it's surprised how small it is. It's not uh, as big as you think, and it's still an active roadway, and it's a very busy roadway, so it's funny to see you know, all of these people, because everyone wants to go to, like, to the, the streets are just kind of packed with tourists. And so everybody, when the cars drive by, uh, take a chance to walk across the street. And everyone tries to walk across the street like the Beatles did, like stiff arms, stiff legs. The Beatles weren't walking that way. They were just walking. And that's just kind of how the picture was taken. But you see all these, you know, Japanese tourists, and then there's a bunch of Swedish tourists trying to walk like ducks across the road. And meanwhile, there's cars just zipping by. And you know, like, if it's somebody that has to work on that road, is probably thinking, like, are you kidding me? Like, i got to get to work. There's all these idiot tourists trying to walk across the streets this way, but ten soldiers, like, they're the Beatles, like, F this. And I even showed up in a suit with their feet, like Paul McCartney, and I walked across Abbey Road, which is cool. And then when I walked across, I was very excited. Promptly, like, stepped on the curb, stepped into a pile of dog poop. 
uh, was my uh, bare feet, which is great. So that was my Abbey Road memory. Also been to uh, uh, the Apple Buildings, uh, at least in South Monroe, where they did the famous rooftop concert. Uh, you see that at the end of Let It Be. I've been in a cavern, um, which is basically they tore the cavern club out and put it into a Beatles museum in Liverpool, which is right across the street from the big uh, Echo Arena. So I've been in there and checked that out. Uh, I was in Hamburg a couple weeks ago, and I went to Kaiser Keller, which is where the Beatles uh, cut their teeth like in 60 and 62, when they're playing in Germany, kind of all hopped up on speed, doing seven-hour sets. Um, but that's, that's just a dump. Like, you go inside and reeks of beer, and if you're ever aspire to do something, you know, you want to be in a rock and roll band or whatever, just go to Hamburg and go to Kaiser Keller or the Star Club, which is also still there, and just see how much of a dive it is and realize, wow, this is, everyone talks about the great Kaiser Keller. It's not like a big ballroom, stinky little, dingy little pub. And when you go there, you can see stuff where the Beatles came. And then probably the last one is going to the Dakota in New York State, which is uh, where John Lennon uh, lived and where he's assassinated outside of the Dakota. It's a big apartment building, and Yoko still lives there. So you can see it, and it's a very you know, New York-type place, just being on that street corner and being in the area where, where John passed away. And uh, right across the street, there's Central Park. It was a big exhibit uh, for John. Uh, you know, it's kind of just a big kind of a peace area. But there's so much more, too, like being in Liverpool and, and going to Kenny Lane and going to... 8M of Avenue where John grew up as a kid and actually my band Fozzie had a, had a band from Liverpool opening for us called 19th Century and I went to uh, where they grew up there's two brothers and their dad was a musician in the 70s who used to jam with, with, with John Lennon and this is not like a, a joke because I went and sat and they go sit down on the couch in the dad's house so I go sit down on the couch and they show me a picture of John Lennon sitting on the exact same couch in the exact same spot where I was sitting back like in 1972 or oh, something wow. like that. Yeah, jean jacket and jeans. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool stuff. So, um, you know, that was, that's one of the cool things to, to be such a Beatles fan. And I'll, I'll go out of my way to see Beatles in places and Beatles kind of monuments and areas. But probably the coolest one was sitting on this, you know, kind of overstuffed, ratty leather couch in 2005 where, you know, 33 years earlier, John Lennon had found the one. So it's one of the benefits of personal traveling uh, as much as I do, for sure. Wow. I know that we had a little bit of uh, some telephone glitches there with Chris, but I'm sure you guys got the gist of how much he's had a chance to do. When I talk to him, I mean, just some of the things he's done on the road are amazing. Um, You know, he's been to Japan like more than 50 times. And I, I mean, some of the things that he's gotten to see and do in his career as both a professional wrestler and a musician are incredible. So definitely check out my article there. And, Chris, I'm so grateful that you shared those memories with me um, and with my audience. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, make sure you follow Chris. And as I mentioned, you know, he has a, a tour, uh, I'm sorry, a cruise that's going to take place in October 2018. So you can check out Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager Tour um, and it's or cruise, and it's chrisjerichocruise.com and it'll sail from October 27th to the 31st from Nassau 
I'm sorry, from Miami to Nassau, the Bahamas, and there'll be a bunch of different professional wrestlers. You'll have free meet and greet sessions, um, and you'll also get to hear Fozzie play. I mean, wow, what what an amazing experience. Chris, thanks so much for putting that together for your fans. Also, I want to thank Frank and Jackie Sandoval for coming on the show, and I'd like to thank my real travel sponsor, Casey Steger of CS Travel Planners. Please call her at 701-751-7060 or check out her website at cstravelplanners.com for your next trip. Make sure you go to Amazon and pre-order my book on location of film and TV lovers travel guide. It will be out this March. And thank you all again for listening. This is Lisa Iannucci of Real Travels. See you next time and enjoy your travels. Mm-hmm.